This morning's scripture reading comes from the 32nd chapter of Genesis, verses 22 to 31. That same night he got up and took his two wives, his two maids, and his 11 children, and crossed a ford at Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream, and likewise, everything that he had. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called that place Penuel, saying, for I have seen God face to face, and, let my, and yet my life is preserved. The sun rose upon him as he passed Penuel, limping because of his hip. The word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. So as my wife and I were coming back from our uh, anniversary vacation that we took a couple of weeks ago, um, I was on the plane and we were on a plane that thankfully had uh, little screens in front of me so that I could have something to watch while I was sitting there. And so I scrolled through and I found uh, the movie Shazam, the second one, um, which is a, another superhero movie. And um, I was watching it because I really enjoyed the first one and hadn't had a chance to see the second one. So I was like, okay, well, let's watch it. And one of the cool things about this movie is uh, the group of heroes, they, they have, you know, like a layer type place that can be accessed through, right, a door, okay? And when I say a door, like, they can take the closet door from their everyday room, because they're kids that kind of turn into superheroes, it's, it's a whole weird thing, uh, really encourage you to watch it, but... Um, they can, you know, go through that door and it takes them to the lair, right? When they do their, like, magic stuff, I don't know. But, um, and so when they're at the lair, you look into a room and there are all these different doors, right, that lead into different places. And there are countless times through not only the, the one I watched, but the, the first one where they're rushing to get to the door, right? They're trying to escape whatever the situation is, so that they can get back into that, that layer, okay? But their struggle, their struggle, and it, it takes a lot of energy sometimes to get back into the place where they're wanting to go. And struggle is a real a real thing, not only um, it, talking about uh, this movie, but in our everyday life. And we sit and we wait, right, a lot of times in our prayer for God to reveal to us 
where it is we need to go. And so we sit and we wait for new opportunities. We sit and we wait for new doors to be opened. Now, we come to Jacob today. We come to Jacob who has had a very interesting life up to this point. We're talking about Jacob who, uh, you know, kind of maneuvered the situation, manipulated it in a lot of ways to take the birthright from his older twin, maneuvered and manipulated and tricked his father so that he would also gain the blessing from his father Isaac. We also have seen Jacob sitting, running away from his family because of the things that he had done and have a dream where he realized that God is there. And so we come to the point in Jacob's life where Jacob has begun to head back to the place in which he had come from, to encounter his family and his older brother, who we have also seen was very agitated, angry, frustrated because of what Jacob had done to him. And so in the verses prior to what we read a little earlier in uh, chapter 32, we see where Jacob has gone and he sends all of this livestock for, forward before himself to Esau, to give to Esau, almost in a way where, you know, maybe if I give Esau all of this, he'll be okay. He'll be a little calmer for the things that have happened in the past. And then we also see, after he has sent the livestock towards uh, Esau, that he also sent his family first. Where Jacob almost is a little fearful in ways, where he uh, sits back and wants to be the last one who goes and encounters his brother, the brother that he is, you know, Kind of not done well to. We'll say that. And so then Jacob is alone. Some people think possibly this is the first time that Jacob has been alone since he had his dream, right? We don't really know that for certain, but we do know that Jacob goes on from the time of his dream to have a family and have a community. And so there's a good chance that he had not been fully alone out in the wilderness since he encountered God in his dream. And so that's where our scripture picks up today, where we see Jacob alone, but we see Jacob alone, kind of, not really, because it starts off with Jacob in a wrestling match. Now, I can remember my brother and I wrestling as kids, and it got ugly and so I can only imagine uh, the sight of Jacob and this other, this other man wrestling all night until daybreak. 
It had to be very intense. We see that it got so intense where, uh, you know, his hip socket has been injured, right? He's hurting. But yet they kept wrestling. They kept wrestling. They kept wrestling until dawn. Until daybreak. Uh, The sun has come up. And then there's conversation between these two men. And we come to find out, right? We come to find out that the one in which Jacob is wrestling with, as he asks him, who are you? And he realizes he is looking face to face with our God. Now, the question then becomes, why on earth is Jacob wrestling with God? What is Jacob wrestling God with? Why is God wrestling with Jacob? So many different questions that we encounter here. But what we do notice is that Jacob never stops. Jacob doesn't stop wrestling God. Jacob does not let go of God in this moment. Because what Jacob is wanting, right, is Jacob is wanting to be blessed. Even though at this point, Jacob does not realize that he is wrestling with God. And I'm sure a lot of those feelings come from the fear that uh, he is encountering to see his brother for the first time since he has taken his birthright, since he has taken the family blessing and has fled. And so Jacob wrestles because he is working towards something he's working towards and wanting for there to be blessing and we also see how all of a sudden jacob's given a new name given the name israel Now, when we think about the nation of Israel, which, you know, descends from Jacob, and we think about the different experiences that that nation encounters, and we think about, too, how the nation of Israel is very similar to this experience with Jacob. They Hold on tight to God. Even in the midst of struggle, even in the midst of turmoil. Because by no means is the nation of Israel perfect. But they continue to hold on to God. See, one of the um, basic theological thoughts that we have, even in our life today, is in the midst of struggle, in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of wrestling, we go to God in prayer. We pray to God uh, to be there with us. We pray to God to help give us answer and guidance. 
And I think a lot of times, uh, and I believe this myself, is we sit and we say, God, you know, show us where to go. Show us and open the new door that you want us to walk through. And so we sit and we wait. We sit and we wait to see that new direction or that answer, that, that new opportunity, the new door to walk through. But after we wait, it's important for us to realize that we are no longer called to be passive and wait for that door to move towards us but then we pray so that we may be active participants going towards that opportunity, going towards that direction, that door. And sometimes getting to that new opportunity, getting to that new place in which God is leading us, is not easy. But yet we wrestle and we move forward. We wrestle and we move forward. And the most important part of all of that is we hold tightly to our God. Her great and almighty God. Because as we hold tightly to our God, just as Jacob did, right? Jacob wrestled and held tight onto that person, not knowing that it was God, but then seeing that it was God right in front of him and then was blessed. Broken hip and all, he got there because he held on tightly, not letting go to God. The nation of Israel, through, like I said, all of its turmoil, held on to God. Held on tightly to God. As we sit here today, going towards whatever it is in our life that causes us angst, worry, whatever it is that we sit and we pray for God's guidance, for new opportunities, for, for answered prayers, whenever that opportunity then comes, we go from praying in a passive waiting way to being active participants in getting there. And active participants holding tightly to our God. Even if we get bruised and battered, we hold tightly and we work towards where God is leading. And 
you know, we can think about that in a lot of ways. We can think about it as a church community. We can think about it in our own individual lives. But holding on and actively going. Going. To God. Going towards that door. See, even with all of the energy, even with all of the, the, the hard that comes, getting to that door so that a new generation, new individuals, new communities can experience that presence, that hope, and that love of our great and almighty God. And we can't do that without holding tightly to our God. So as we move forward, as we, that God is with them, just as God continues to be with us. So let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, we just, we love you. We love you and we pray that you continue to lead us, lead us to new opportunities, to new uh, ways in which we are able to share who you are in the world. But as we pray for answered prayers, as we pray for situations where we need your guidance, and when we see those opportunities, Lord, give us the courage and the ability to go. And to go holding tightly onto you, no matter how hard it is that we not let go so that more of your children will be able to know you, to feel your love, and to know that they belong to you, our great an almighty God. So thank you. Thank you, and we continue to love you. In your son's name we pray. Amen.